Hey, welcome to Paragliding Banter. And thank you so much for joining us for another episode. I'm very happy to have uh, Rohit with me today, uh, who is uh, my friend and my flying buddy. And we've been flying together for a long time. I'm sure you've heard uh, him on the previous episodes. Welcome, Rohit. Welcome back to Paragliding Banter. Hey, Sajid. Good to again be on the show. Awesome. Okay, Rohit, uh, I want to get straight into... Uh, memory that we had together long back in Bilaspur, once you, if you remember, we had gone to Gurpreet Dinsa's theory class. We just happened to be there and he invited us to sit in for one of the classes. We didn't have anything else to do. We were uh, very uh, experienced pilots at, at that time. We've been flying, we've been beef, and we knew the theory, right? And Grand two uh, years of experience, you mean. How many years of experience? Grand two years of experience, I said. Yeah, but we were flying beer and we were we were doing. Yes, we had yes. gone through our theory and all that. We were in, uh, independent pilots, but we sat for that particular class. And uh, what I remember is both of our eyes becoming wide and jaw dropping because we have never heard a theory class so nice. So one of the things that I remember is that he told us that imagine a paper plane. He didn't tell us. He was telling the other class. We were just sitting there, and uh, he said, imagine a paper plane. And imagine three rubber bands holding it, one stretching from the top and pulling it up, the, the other one from bottom and pulling it down, and one in the front pulling it, pulling it ahead. Now, the pressure on all of these is constant, so the, the aircraft remains in the center. But if you cut one of this elastic band, what is going to happen to that aircraft? So we both said, okay, if we cut the drag, suddenly, you know, it goes up and moves forward a little bit. Now, this kind of experience, this kind of knowledge, this kind of explanation was never, uh, you know, we never imagined it that way. So it was, it was a fantastic thing. What do you have to say about that? I mean, spot on. I mean, the whole class first time exposed me to the whys of it. We, I mean, we all have learned our basic theories as in the handbooks, uh, lift, drag first. And, and we have that picture in the mind. But the why of that is something that I repeatedly have seen over the years uh, learning from Gurpreet. I mean, every time that we hear, maybe we are just hanging by a blue umbrella and, you know, sipping the coolest kombucha that I ever had. Uh, <laughs> uh, we often focus on why of things. And that's the really the pursuit of the understanding and then applying that becomes quite easy when when you have the concepts already in your head so Very that's clear. something yeah. really started on that day frankly right and this was you say kombucha because gurpreet dinsa or gd as as we all call him has got his uh, restaurant at the near landing in beer and uh, he also runs a school called pg gurukul over there the, uh, which teaches students and yes if you ever go to beer please have a glass of kombucha that he makes uh, over there why don't why don't we do one thing why don't we call this person who has been flying since 1993 he started with the sailplane and then started paragliding in 1995 he's done over 60 competitions and he has several podium finishes let's call gurpreet dinsa to this banter what do you say let's get the man Hey, Gurpreet, welcome to Paraglanic Banter. You have Rohit and me here today. Hi, JD. Hi, Sajid, Rohit. Yeah, my player, my player to be here again. You were just Thank you very much. The, you were just talking about the kombucha. 
<laughs> that's that's kind of you. <laughs> the right. kombucha remembers you too. I'm sure. <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, GD. I say it's alive after all. Correct. <laughs> so, uh, just to put this in perspective, Rohit has just come back from beer. He was there for a few days. I couldn't manage it this time, and uh, you had uh, a good. There has been some flying experiences over there this season, this spring season, which we want to talk about. But first thing we want to talk about an incident that we both experienced. Uh, Rohit, do uh, you want to talk about that? <laughs> uh, overall, I mean, we have been hanging with Gurpreet, learning uh, probably the final details and intricacies of flying. But how Gurpreet as a teacher to some of the young pilots uh, learning from P1 to P3. There's a very interesting uh, incident that I remember. Uh, October time, we full, you know, before all the COVID shutdown, of course, uh, at any point in time, there are like 100 plus, 150 plus pilots taking off. And all this is mainly Gurpreet. I mean, I, I landed early um, packing and I could hear Gurpreet guiding someone. Uh, throughout the guiding course, he moved from Red Temple to Temple, uh, Red Temple to Dam Ridge, and from there to Big Face, uh, which is one of the most, I would say, uh, big or the most uh, uh, super thermals up there. And in the middle of that thermaling, uh, could just reduce the person saying that, yeah, you look good. You have been doing absolutely bang on. And I think it's time to cut the umbilical cord. And I'm going to switch off my radio. You are doing fine. Just enjoy, be safe, and see you at landing. And he really switches off the radio. <laughs> so that tells me. <laughs> so so the student was flying on, under his guidance and he went all the way from the takeoff and reached big face. And then he saw the flying style and it was his student. And he, then he just said, you know, you're, you're good. And he just cut off the radio. Seriously. And, and that strikes me the kind of confidence as an instructor. Now he has in his student. Uh, really understanding the core concepts, applying them. He could see his, uh, probably the finer details, how he's handling, falling out of uh, entry from the thermals, the pitch roll. When he's definitely at certain level, he as an instructor was so confident that he could say, you know what, you're done. You know, right now we are ready to start being an independent pilot. And uh, that was a very, uh, very, very interesting experience for me to watch as somebody who has been flying around. So Gurpreet, the question that we both have then is where does this confidence come from and how how do you how do you let go a student so we really want to know that that's just amazing there's a follow-up question on that so that's the reason we picked this up first of all i would say that i'm touched by the depth of the observation and uh, even i didn't put it in such words as you guys are putting it um, I think the main difference here in this particular case you were talking about or you're about teaching thermaling and cross country is that I do not guide people. I teach them how to do thermaling. I teach them how to do distance by themselves. So there's a difference. If you're guiding, you're making other person dependent on you. And when you're teaching cross country, so I do not think guiding is teaching cross country. It's okay, leading by example, but Enabling a person to do something by themselves takes a little bit more than just guiding, I think. Um, there are a lot of concepts to be taught. Um, 
the whole model of a thermal, like we have gone over some thermaling le um, lectures with flying stories with you also, we had some discussion. Um, so it's same things that I did covered in flying stories, particularly the same things I teach, but over multiple lectures. And I, I not only teach them, I see the student execute them. And I know that when they're doing the, all, the, all the individual skills right, then they can make the composite also pretty nicely. And uh, I guide them a little bit so that can, they can put these different skills or concepts together. And then even on that day, you might have heard me switch it off and the student might have heard me uh, thought that it's switched off, but I'm very sure it was switched on pretty much soon after just to keep an eye on him. Yeah, that, so, that, sure. that, I did, that I did see that you did turn it back on, but, but to give somebody that confidence in you. And I also have seen you once at the takeoff uh, in Beer where you've told a student like, listen, you're doing very well. You've, you've, you've given the motivation. And you've also told the student, listen, just follow this, what you've been doing, you've been doing right. Now I want you to report back to me from four ages away, you know? That's a confidence. Of course, you're keeping an eye on them. You, you have the radio on. But, uh, you know, the reason why we're asking you this is uh, it's all about confidence. It's all about knowing what you're doing, right? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, I have a system and I have steps. And if... I execute them thoroughly, then I have the confidence of the student also. It's two way streets. You know, I execute them. I try to teach that way student follows it. And if both happens, then I have the confidence in my system to kick my students out. Actually, I, I generally tell people that I, I kick my students out. I don't keep them in school. <laughs> you always see, you'll always see fresh students in my school. You won't see old students hanging around much uh, to the extent that I'm like, um, uh, angry duck chasing the, <laughs> chasing the chicks away. Um, uh, I, I'm sometimes I'm rude with them and I ask them to fly on their own. Some understand, some understand a few years later. But yeah, I get them to cut the cord and go away and fly on their own. Yeah. So what would you say is, is needed? What do you see in your students that they've achieved? Because this is applicable to people who are just out of the school, who are flying, who have been flying uh, different sites. Uh, we'll come to beer flying in a bit. But what is it that you see? What does that person see in himself that they need to know, okay, I am confident enough? Um, I, hard to say. I mean, I mean, I've never thought of it that precisely, but I think everything starts from the day one. Um, I believe that when it's P1, P2, I'm teaching them how to take off and land, then I should be teaching them how to take off and land. I should not be uh, enabling their takeoff and then enabling their landing by remote control. Um, even in like today, we finished uh, with one group day three of ground training, and I was telling them that idea is to shut us up. So I always tell my student that you have to shut us up. If I don't say anything, you succeeded. So from day one, I'm asking them to do each exercise to the precision that I don't have to say anything. So I'm deliberately removing myself from the equation at each step. And these steps, if done far enough, lead to thermaling also. So it's one step at a time. I can't, it's not one thing. It's not just about thermaling skills only. It's from the day one. 
that's a that's a very valid point that's a very good point actually I never thought about that way if you can make your instructor shut up that means you're doing things right and uh, exactly. it's about it's about knowing this, why this, like rohit put it yeah this sentence is repeated in my my school almost every day this is what we tell student that their target is to shut the instructor up each day okay so rohit do you want to add anything to that uh no no i, I think that's what i've seen so what i'm going to lead that is uh no so many students coming uh, in in beer in spring season and uh, there are a lot of equations other than take off landing cross country there's a lot about weather a lot about understanding the days so my my question is if if let's say you it's not your student uh, but a new student coming in uh, in in b what would you ask those pilots to be confident about or how to identify if they need to work on something before they can keep them flying safely in the mountains here that's a very big question actually or like so this is a small question with very big answer um recently i didn't have uh, positive experiences with taking up students from other schools um or people who have self learned even um or even like not just other school from outside be even from within be um reason is same like my system is so much different like i said I, each day i ask them to shut us up so i'm expect i qualify a student when they have reached that level in each step so like when somebody says that they want to come in for learning tumbling then i expect them to covered all the p3 you know they should have good takeoffs that is p2 good landing uh, good pre flight checks uh, good uh, preparation confident preparation not going over same thing over and over again some some at least basic evaluation of weather and wind and uh, pitch control understanding of deflations and then i can teach them tumbling i'm just going over like broader things i don't know um right. so so, so, uh, so my problem is when when student come and i don't blame them they they have been given let's say p3 certificate so they think like okay thumbling is next so they want to enroll for thumbling my problem is where do i start with these students and how do i convince them that they need to go back and improve on certain things without disrespecting the schools that they come from or the systems they come from or to make them feel bad about it. it's some because see for a new person who doesn't know me very well just coming to my school and me asking them like oh i need to improve your your take off skills and they feel like i'm trying to charge them again for something they have already learned and that becomes a um, little tedious so my <laughs> my uh, idea with these kind of thing is that i generally i think it's nowadays i'm doing with all the students i try to send them away first once maybe twice and if they still insist and they trust uh, or they they think highly enough of my teaching method then they willing to make the sacrifice of uh, their uh, self uh, 
uh, evaluation or their dignity and humbled down enough to take some rebuke from me and some harsh treatment also that comes with learning. Um, when I reach, when I see that kind of, uh, what do you call it? Like Shagirdi spirit is the yeah. nearest word I can find. Willingness to humble down and learn. You know, you have to, like they say, you have to raise your hand palm upwards to receive something. Right. You have to humble down, right? right. So, it's, it's not just about, like, because to correct them, I need that kind of thing. If they are going to be skeptic, there's no way I can change the system. And honestly, they come from systems where they've just been treated very honorably. They've been treating like clients, and I don't treat them like clients. I treat them like students, and that creates a big problem sometimes. They're used to being served by their sirs. So <laughs> that is not going to happen in PG Gurukul. So that's, that, that message should be out there very clearly um, that it's a totally teaching environment. And I will decide where they start from. They can't dictate that they will, they come here for thumbling, so they will go straight from thumbling. Maybe I bring them down to ground training again or something. So if somebody wants to correct their system and then grow, then I can work with them. Yeah. So, uh, so if you, yeah, I, I need to put in something over here of a personal experience. Uh, when Rohit and I came to see you in Bilaspur many years ago, to uh, you said uh, welcome, and then the first thing that you said is, "I know you guys are flying because we told you we've been flying for some time." And you said, uh, "I want to see a clean takeoff, and I want to see a clean landing with a good approach." And Rohit and I were looking at each other and saying that we've been flying beer, dude. What's, what's with this? And uh, we've been flying in Kamshet. We've been flying for so long now. I mean, two or three years, but still. And uh, we said, okay, so we need to show a clean takeoff and a clean landing. And I remember taking off at, uh, in Bilaspur and, uh, and Jyoti was there. And Jyoti, I got the glider up and I was kiting it on, on Bilaspur. And he said, he just looked at me. He said, why aren't you going? I said, I'm going. And... Uh, then you said, uh, then he's, he radioed back to you. He said, uh, GD, we have something to say about this pilot. And you asked him only one question. Is it positive or negative? He said, positive. He said, okay, that we'll discuss later on. <laughs> and that, that was it. And, and I had to request permission from you on the flight down. Is it all right if I, can, if I do some wingovers? And you said, if you know to do wingovers, I would, that's up to you. But I want to see a clean landing. So I understand how uh, strict you are. Uh, Rohit, do you remember that? I think, uh, I think we were also doing a qualification. And yeah. first line when we met him, he said, uh, it's in Hindi. Let me take that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be very strict with you, with your qualification and evaluation, which has been the case. So we have got a taste of what you're saying, GD, is what we're trying to tell you. And, Believe uh, me, I'm, I'm, I, I, if anything, I'm only harsher than before. I, oh, God. Okay, anyways, you've let out now, after this episode airs, you have let out your secret that people have to come to you for more than two times to get enrolled. So now uh, you might want to change your <laughs> criteria. <laughs> well, it's not about times, it's about the spirit. If, yeah, I if, understand. You yeah. Know, so like, yeah. 
Yeah. All right. So, Jiri, the reason why we've been asking you these questions uh, and uh, talking about your style of training is just to form a base to our major important question that we have. This season in Beer, uh, there are a lot of new pilots who have come. I won't say new pilots, but I would say people who have flown one season before, maybe in October, maybe last, you know, there was a pandemic gap in 2020. Not much happened there. So people yeah. have come back after a year, two years. And uh, some people who have trained in other parts of the of the of the country uh, and felt that okay, beer is the place because that's what they've heard, and they've come to uh, beer to fly uh, in in these conditions. And we have seen about four incidents that I remember in the last month or so uh, in beer, uh, and all with pilots who have. Uh, been flying for some time also pilots who are new and uh, and learning as they go with the incidents which should not happen my our question then is uh, what do you think about this and what should a pilot do to be ready to fly and be what what are the what are the key things to watch out for or be ready uh, rohit if you want to add anything to the question um i mean Basically, apart from our basic skills of active piloting, having the right concepts, the, the SIVs, I mean, we talked about those uh, criteria, but there's a lot more about understanding the terrain, be it the weather conditions. There. So there's more that one needs to understand to keep things safe, especially in spring. Uh, and that's, that's the view we are looking to get from you, Jiri, for our listeners. Um... Flying beer, I mean, besides the basic skills you said of piloting and takeoff and active piloting, actually most of it is basic skills only put together. And as far as weather, knowledge of weather and discussion on weather, I think in last two years, uh, three years, um, Indian paragliding community has gone manifold um, in understanding particularly lapse rates and soundings and weather forecast systems. A lot of people are making good forecasts and there's a lot of information available um, through the groups um, or through discussions on takeoff also. Like um, Jagish is here. Sajid is posting online what he thinks of beer weather, even if he's not here. I am available. That's... that's uh, so I think information is all available. Only thing that needs is to put your skills in perspective when you are attempting something in in beer. Uh, like today, like yesterday, one X incident. Um, he admitted himself that he got a tunnel vision. He was just fixated on numbers that only only so many kilometers left, and then I'm at my target, and he was just focused on numbers. And this kind of thing is, um, I mean, he lost the perspective. That's what I'm, I'm trying to say is that you need to keep perspective of your skills and weather condition and not become so focused on a particular number of kilometers or anything. whole point is to have um, a safe flight that you can do in that day's condition, not just with previous day's number or um, somebody else's big flight or something like that. And that too, without taking names, he's a, he's a fantastic pilot. He's a good pilot. He's flown with us. He's yeah. part of a group. 
and uh, only, still only only reason i've taken name is that i i think he won't mind that yeah. using him as yeah. example <laughs> yeah he has a good sense of humor so yeah he became uh, a celebrity yesterday I'm thinking yeah yeah for sure <laughs> he people people uh, asked him for an autograph because uh, he because of the incident that he had he actually landed on a tree because the the weather became strong the wind became strong and he was safe nothing happened to him it's just that an experienced pilot could also get tunnel vision like you explained so yeah so beer could be not a same condition that you were where you learned flying whichever part of the country that you learned flying but beer is a different beast altogether and even uh, like say uh, spring in beer this year is not the uh, the same beer spring as uh, previous three years uh, this much harsher spring we are having this year so it's uh, um, it's not the same it's same mountain but the conditions are so much different this year right and uh, one of the important things which i have been harping on most of the episodes that i have been doing on paragliding banter is about the community like uh, we form a community here in kamshet where we regularly fly uh, but the same people also fly in beer and i was very happy when uh, recently last week we had a call of all the people p- coming together and saying that guys hold up we am, we are seeing too many incidents happening but at that time i think they we had three incidents and the community said let's have a informal meeting and we all they all sat down i joined through zoom uh and uh, a few others i mean you gd uh, you also were there on zoom and we did discuss on what this could be for newer pilots and what they should fly we we had a little chat and i think that's also very important you know pilots could come and speak to senior pilots or uh, people like yourself who are always available for discussion yeah, what do you think about that that's uh, what i would like to uh, clarify here is that um, even if i say no to taking somebody for thumbling that year or uh, um, people think that i run a school uh, i want to convey here that i am available still for any kind of advice any kind of discussion as a co-pilot i'm not just a school owner uh, though i make my living from teaching it doesn't mean that i'm not going to i i'm not going to charge for every question i answer or anything i always been and always will be available for any kind of questions or as a co-pilot i mean as a as a co-flyer um, it's not always commercial for me that's right that i agree because uh, i remember coming to you last october very pissed off with myself and uh, coming and speaking to you and uh, you had a little chat with me you didn't you probably didn't know why i was there i explained to you why i was there i said no just try this you'll be fine i mean that that was a lot of motivation that i needed and that that was something that you know sometimes you need to go and you have a little chat you know you could be down that day i see so many pilots for example uh, let's take the example of viz uh rohit and i were talking and we've noticed a few things although knowing him for so long we've just noticed a few things that he chooses the day he chooses the people that he goes up with he chooses the discussion that he wants he probably doesn't hang too much with me because then i would he doesn't want to hear me talk about uh the things that i talk about like you know this happened that happened you know so it's important to have the right frame of mind and a little chat yeah 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 hear a lot totally. of things rohit uh 
it, it's very individual. I believe for a guy like me, it's the why is very important for me to move on. And some certain pilots uh, can just quickly move on saying that, yep, that was the situation, I handle it. And for them, it's the next big, big adventure. So I think there is a different way of coping with the stress also with the flying or understanding or improving our understanding as we go. And, uh, and I have always found GD, I mean, you just have to hang around the blue umbrella. There are very good pilots, very experienced pilot. And uh, you have some doubts, you have uh, live comparison of the same day. There's a tremendous learning that happens just by just, hanging around. Yeah. Um, so just for clarification, Blue Umbrella is a cafe run by uh, GD. And that's where everyone hangs out. And you're right. Sorry, go on, Roy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, don't keep things within you. Uh, even the shortest doubt, whatever it may sound stupid, uh, don't be shy to ask it. Uh, you'll find everyone around the table will jump on to explain. Uh, sometimes too many people will jump on. That's a problem as well. But um, we still have the referee in the crowd, GD sitting in the corner. There. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And, uh, you know, like I also learn from a lot of things. And one of the other pilots that I learned from is, is Chigish, who uh, has been there and flying alongside and a lot of wealth of information available with him. And he does not, he's a, he's a good guy. You just talk to him and he'll give you explanation and, and sit down with you. He, you know, you need, just need to, you need to ask, you need to go approach people and say that, listen, this is what I feel. And in fact, what I feel honestly, GD and Rohit is that when anyone new is going to fly in beer, just cannot just go up and take off. I would rather suggest talk to people before you come and talk, spend one day at the landing, do some kiting, talk to GD, talk to Jigesh, talk to uh, Alok, talk to so many other pilots over there. Just, just figure out what it is like and what I should do and take smaller steps so that we avoid the incidents that we have had before. So in short, Sajid, it's more soaking in, right? Don't rush to the, the thermals and connecting multiple thermals to your uh, XCs and chasing after everyone is doing 30, 40, I should also be doing. Rather really soak in the whole learning, uh, make it a muscle memory before you move on. Exactly. Uh, let me give your example then. You went uh, to Beer for a few days. Uh, you had to come back for your personal reasons. But in those uh, flights that you had, you didn't attempt uh, to go beyond a certain uh, comfort level of yourself, right? Uh, I believe every time I come to Beer, first couple of days goes in adjusting to the rhythm of all the moving air, especially in spring. Uh, even though I've been many times in beer, October, reasonably simpler. Uh, but after a few years, when I wanted to start going spring, you know, I was keeping away from spring for at least two to three seasons. I chose to uh, get myself help with enrolling myself to Debu schools. You know, so I went with Debu a few times. Uh, and through that, I could correlate what Debu sees, what I see and what the day is and his decisions how to keep myself safe. So take the help, take the additional help with the local experts uh, paid or advice from other pilots. Uh, that, will, that will keep you in the safe learning zone rather than uh, trying to learn everything on your own and learning through the mistakes. Some of those mistakes can be very expensive for you. Yeah, and I uh, remember uh, from that call, there are two things that are really important. One is to get yourself a tracker. 
and the other one the way things are going at this moment uh, a tree rescuer at least some dental floss to carry around so that you can at least get the rope what do you think gd uh we have a tree rescue kit available with us if they tell us like say 10 days in advance they we can have a kit ready uh we also have done some workshops with uh, self rescue from trees um teaching people how to go down safely if there no rescue arrives or something like that but yes you should uh, um, get a tracker for sure uh, if you don't have a tracker at least uh, get some app which will transmit your data if the gsm signal is there there will be blind spots but at least there will be some information um and uh, like you guys pointed out in the in the beginning of the this uh, uh, discussion was that uh, why why of things so uh, go more into why of things understand more the concepts and of course l- learn how to apply those concepts right that's that's what was the ultimate uh, finding aim and discussion of the discussion that we've had and it's important so uh, our submission to all the new pilots or even experienced pilots who are coming in is just have a little uh, acclimatization uh, if you've seen the previous uh, episode with Matt Wilkes it was just brilliant on the things that he said that in any mountain you need 7 days of acclimatization for your body to get used to the oxygen level and uh, your decisions are based on how clearly you think uh, so it's very important don't just rush to fly spend some time uh, get your kit uh, sorted out buy a whistle get yourself a pen knife get yourself a dental floss uh, roll so that you can put that floss down in case people want to send a rope up to you in a tree in case you're stuck in a tree tracker of course there are simple things that we can be prepared for uh when we go to be instead of just rushing up and taking off and feeling the strong uh, thermos so yes that's... i just want to tell the yes. the listeners a fun story of a pilot that i know who first time arrives in beer and the taxi that's supposed to take him to the hotel surya he asked the guy to take him straight up to the takeoff in the evening and uh, we have a a host who is infamous for that <laughs> <laughs> that was that was not me but but i i remember i remember the first time i came in to be this was exactly what happened and uh, i kept the bags and they said come on get get in and i was like where uh, take off i said really they said yeah come on get in get in get into the cab so i was like okay i took my glider got into the cab we went up and uh, i remember standing at the takeoff over there in, in the evening and asking where's the landing and they kept pointing out i said that's the landing i said where i can't see the landing is it there and i just couldn't see it for a long time because i had never forget being at, i had never flown that high before i had not been to 2400 meters before in my life and i just couldn't believe that this is a takeoff so it is very it was very daunting but yeah you're right you need to this thing so you admit that was you No no it was not me. <laughs> Actually yeah. <laughs> I try, you have to 
ஆஸ்திரேலியா Uh, UAE, Qatar, Bahrain, lots of lots of places. So okay. I'm sure they've been wanting to come to Beer because last uh, year and a half they've unable to uh, travel. So as soon as travel opens up, I'm sure a lot of people would come in. Uh, uh, maybe you can arrange uh, some Russian subtitles. Will make it more popular. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, we are really missing all the international pilots here in Beer and India. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so whenever it opens up, uh, GD is there. You can contact him. There are a lot of other people if you want to connect with him. And uh, his uh, school's name is PG Gurukul. Or you can write to me on uh, email sajid.gmail.com and we'll connect you guys if you need any local help, local information, local flying uh, information. We're always here for you. And we're also here for the pilots who are... uh coming from uh any part of the country in india uh get in touch with us uh get in touch with anybody uh in beer who's been a regular flyer uh you can always head on to blue umbrella which is the cafe next to the uh, take uh, landing and you'll find gurpreet over there you can also enroll for uh, courses over there at pg gurukul there are other pilots in in beer there is uh, there is jigish who's extremely uh, a good flyer a good pilot and a lot of wealth of information uh, with him he also, he also sajid he also started guiding now under uh, paraguide.in is his yes link. yes yeah yeah i just mm-hmm. spoke to him and we are going to do an episode together also on that super so, super so we, we so so that's that's all there guys so feel free to connect and we'll be happy to help i want to uh, acknowledge sachit uh, over here sachit who is uh, who everybody knows uh, is also available at camp 360 and uh, he has just redone the artwork for paragliding banter so the new artwork that you see on 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 the logo is done by sachit sachin th- uh, a lot of uh, thanks to you my friend for uh, organizing this and helping us spread love and knowledge in the community all right jiri rohit thank you very much for being on the show uh, jiri this is uh, the second time you are here and your first uh, episode was very popular and uh, a lot of a lot of uh, plays happened on that so thank you so much for taking out the time and uh, being on this rohit my friend when are we flying again <laughs> tomorrow why not tomorrow we are in, we are in lockdown <laughs> all right guys thank you so much thank you sajid thank you and this year okay bye bye, bye jd bye guys see bye you bye. on another episode bye bye